It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show with Dr. V of Florence, South Carolina, and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Positive Power with Robert Sack Christian Media and Spreaker Podcast.
oh Heavenly Father, that you will pour in and through us, and we will speak as your oracle tonight. Lord, you will use our mouth that you will give us the word from on high. Father God, continue to strengthen us in your way, oh God. Continue to decrease this vessel that we might increase even the more in you. We ask, oh God, that you bless this word tonight as it go out on the airways and bless the hearers as it fall on their ears tonight that we might all grow thereby and our lives will be transformed by the word of the Lord. We thank you now in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son. And we thank you now, Father God, in the name of the precious Holy Ghost. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And your people say amen, amen, and amen. Again, welcome back to the Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. We ask you to do but one thing, that hit that share button and invite others to hear this word on tonight that they too can be blessed. Yes, there is a word, as always, from the Lord. Tonight, you're being led to the book of Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to borrow verses 11, 12, and 13. And just as a bonus verse, we are going to use passage number 19 of that same chapter. Amen, amen, and amen. And the word of the Lord reads, Now that I speak in respect of want, not that I speak in respect of want, but I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And then when we move down to verse 19 in this same chapter, it reads, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, there is a word from the Lord. Our topic for our Bible study discussion tonight is rejoice in spite of. Rejoice in spite of. Before beginning discussion on our topic tonight, if you will just allow me with the help of the Holy Spirit to give us a summary of what Apostle Paul was attempting here to convey to the Philippian church, which also is still applicable to all churches and all Christians of today. Well, in the book of Philippians, the theme seems to be concerning the joy of Christian grace and experience in all of life as well as death. Paul himself, he demonstrated the greatest joy in the greatest suffering and humiliation when starting the church. 
Isn't it something when you want to do something good and it have anything to do with the Lord? It seems as though that's when we go through our greatest time of suffering and pain and humiliation. Throughout this epistle, he kept encouraging the Christians to rejoice in spite of in fellowship with one another, rejoice in times of affliction of the gospel, rejoice in the ministry for the saints, rejoice in fullness of ministers, rejoice in the Lord and not in your religion or in your flesh. He encouraged them to rejoice in the unity and always rejoice to gather in all things and to learn how to be content with the blessings of the Lord as he provides. It is something that we, the people of God and in the body of Christ, it's like we are content with what mankind do for us, but we find it trivial and we find it a struggle to rejoice and praise God for the blessings that he has already and still is providing for us. But Paul was trying to convey to the Christians at the churches in Philippi to be content and learn how to rejoice in spite of what their situations and their circumstances that they had to endure. He was encouraging them to make God priority in your life. When we look at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, there we are reminded to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. See, the kingdom of God is his dynamic power made visible through concrete signs pointing to who? Jesus as the Messiah. It is a reality that has been enacted in the personality and work of Jesus Christ and is now active among his people, although it can only be discerned from a human perspective by faith. The only way that we as a human person that consider ourselves to be a Christian, we can only recognize the kingdom of God by faith. Through that, Dr. V, Luke 17, verses 20 and 21, explains it, stating it this way. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God shall come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo, here or 
loaves there. For behold, the kingdom of God is where? Not outside of you, but the kingdom of God is within you. So the only way that we will even be able to perceive that the kingdom of God is within us, we have got to believe that. You remember when Jesus was getting ready to ascend and, and go back to the Father, he told the disciples, in such a, I'm going to just say this, I'm going to paraphrase this now. He was saying to the disciples, I got to leave you boys now. He said, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He said, if I go away and, and leave you, I'm going to send the comforter to be and abide in you so that you will have the comforter, the keeper, and the guide, and he will not abide outside of you, but he will dwell inside of you. You see, because as long as Jesus was walking in the earth, they had the kingdom walking among them. But he sent the kingdom, the Holy Spirit, to dwell in them because he was going to depart and go back to the Father. He said, now here in Luke 17, 21, he said, now behold, the kingdom of God is within you. That is saying the king, the king, Jesus, the king of the kingdom of heaven is inside of you, which is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, who once walked in the earth, now the spirit of Christ, the king of the kingdom now dwell in and with you to comfort, keep you, to teach you, to guide you, and protect you. Why would you have all these benefits? So that no matter what we may be going through, we just need to learn how to rejoice in spite of and learn how to be content with the love of Jesus Christ. Oh, somebody on this line ought to be shouting already. Again, when we look at verse 11, we'll read it again. Paul said, not that I speak in respect of want. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. It is something that we who say that we know God and we have a relationship with him and we say we trust in him and we have declared out of our own mouth that we walk by faith and not by sight. Yet when trouble comes, when we are facing trials and tribulations, we have to be pumped up to rejoice. On a Sunday morning or whenever it is we find ourselves in our respective places of worship, when the praise and worship team is up and, and they are bringing forth the praise and worship music, trying to get us in a, a, a place and set the atmosphere before the word comes forth, 
It's like pulling teeth to get us on our feet to give praise and worship to the Lord to start us to rejoice in the Lord. But look at what Paul is saying here. Paul says, not that I am at need of anything, but I thank God that I have learned the secret of success on this journey. He said, I rejoice. It's a secret to help you to learn how to rejoice and to get what you want on your journey, but to get out of life no matter when you're going through struggles, no matter what fiery darts the enemy may be shooting at you, no matter the trials and tribulation that you're having to deal with every day, no matter what your struggles are, Paul says, I have learned the secret how to succeed in spite of. He said, you know what it is? He said, I rejoice in the Lord in spite of what I have to deal with. He said, I have learned that no matter what I have, no matter what I don't have, I'll still rejoice in spite of and be satisfied until the Lord decides to bless me another way or until God decides to change the course of my life. And you see, there's a song in the body of Christ that many churches play. Anyway, you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. And we don't even mean it. We'll sing that song, and we and we don't even listen at the lyrics. We don't even listen at the words in the song. Because that song, you know, it's it, it making a proclamation. And, and that's what it's saying. Lord, no matter what I'm going through, and Lord, no matter what I pray, and no matter what I ask you for, but Lord, you are the decider. You are the one that makes the decision of what you think is best for me. No matter what I think I need, Lord, you know best what I need and what I need to have my needs satisfied. And any way you bless me, I'm going to be satisfied. And so Paul said, I have learned the success of being satisfied on my journey. I have learned to rejoice no matter what I have or what I don't have. I am still going to rejoice in the Lord. He said, however, I'm not going to spend my time mourning. I'm not going to waste any time groaning, and I'm certainly not going to spend my tires in the mud complaining about my condition or my position in life. He said, I'm going to let me tell you what I'm going to do. He said, instead, I will rejoice in the Lord and be content. And when I can rejoice in spite of, and I can still be content, no matter what I'm going through, he said, guess what I'm doing? I am showing God that I am thankful with whatever I do have and for whatever he has already provided 
me strength to go through in spite of my situation. Why? Because I trust God. See, when we trust the Lord for everything that we have, when we still trust God for whatever we think that we don't have, see, that's our problem. We got an eye problem, and we don't even know it. We think we have 20-20 vision, and no, we don't. What is the eye problem? It's what we look at. We think that that's what it is. What we look at is not what it is. Because when God look at our situation, he see it totally different than what we look at it and what we think that we see. We don't have 20-20 vision when we look at it because God look at it through the supernatural. We look at it through the natural eye. That's why we don't have 20-20 spiritual vision when we look at it with the natural eye. That is why we find it so hard to be able to trust God on our journey. And that's why we can't rejoice in spite of when we are going through and we are struggling. We see it as a struggle, but God sees it as a setup for a blessing. And we don't even understand that how sometimes God would allow the setup to, to, to bring us out and he sets us up for the blessing. But all we see is a setup. We can't see the blessing. It's not on the other side, but the blessing is in the setup. He's waiting for us to open up our spiritual sight so we can see that we're already in the blessing. But all we can see is the setup. Oh, somebody better grab that right there in the spirit. You say, see, because he has already provided us strength to go through in spite of what our situations are. Prove it. Let me call on our brother David. As David said in Psalm 34 and 1, David knew the secret of success too. He said, I, in Psalm 34 and 1, he said, I will bless the Lord not sometimes, not most times, not when I have what I want, not when I have all of my need met. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You know, so we got to understand our secret to success in this life is rejoicing in the Lord in spite of. When we seek God's help without complaining and without doubting, our faith will shift us to a place to rejoice in spite of our circumstances and give God worship and we'll give God praise no matter what things look like, no matter what things feel like, no matter what we have heard, no matter what that report came from the doctor say, we'll go back and we'll remember what the word of the Lord say. The Lord said, whose report shall we believe when the doctor gives us what we call a bad report concerning our health? We go back and believe the report of the Lord. His report about us say that by his stripes we are healed. So we can still rejoice when we get that report from the doctor that said that there is nothing else that we can do for you. And they're telling us the truth. There is nothing that they can do. That's a setup for God to do what only God can do when we trust in the 
bottom line of the report what the doctors say because they have done all that they can do. Now we are right in the position, we are right in the place where we need to be. So what we will do, we will take our trust out of the hands of the doctor and we will focus all of our trust and all of our faith where it should have been all the while is in the Lord. Oh, somebody needs to grab that in the spirit. When we look at verse 12, again, Paul says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Oh, what a powerful thing. Paul was reminding the churches down there in Philippi. So what, let us look at this thing. What was Paul saying to the Christians? Paul was saying, and he's saying the same message to us tonight. And we really need to get this because we in the body of Christ, we complain too much. And it's so easy for us to revert back to our old way of thinking where we think everything is not going right according to where we think it needs to be. When we think that there is lack and we don't have everything that we want, then we have a tendency to start backing away from God as though God is not still blessing us. But Paul wants us to understand tonight, no, 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 no. you got to keep your eyes on the prize. You cannot let anything cause you to stop Trusting God, no matter what it looks like, that's not what it is. You got to still see God blessing you. You got to still see God's hand on your life. You still got to see God's hand all up in your circumstances, no matter how it looks like. Whether it looks like it's tore up from the floor up, you still got to learn how to rejoice in spite of and know that God is still in control of your life. So let's look at what is Paul really saying here. Paul is saying, no matter what, if I have nothing or if I have it all, when I had everything or when I had more than enough, even when I didn't have anything, uh, even when I didn't have enough, it mattered not to me where I found myself. Whether I was in the presence of all people in all places, guess what Paul said? I wouldn't let them know that I didn't have anything. Paul saying, I would wash my face. I would anoint my head with all I held my head up high. I thrust my shoulder back. I kept the faith and I kept trusting God for a better and brighter day. Paul said, I kept my joy, rejoicing in the Lord in spite of. Why? Because I was waiting for when the Lord 
would make the provision greater for me. See, we got to have so much faith in God. Our faith has got to be so reckless. I'm going to say that again. Our faith in God has got to be so reckless that no matter when it, when we don't even have two pennies to rub together in our pockets, we don't have no business walking around with a hung down head. We don't have no business with our lip dragging on the ground. Do you hear what I'm saying on tonight? We don't have no business going to nobody crying and whining and complaining. Oh, I'm so broke because guess what? The Bible says you should have whatsoever you say. And the, the power of life and death is in your own mouth. So the more you say I'm broke, the more you're going to be broke. The more you say I don't have nothing, the more you're going to have nothing. So whatever we say out of our mouth, we are speaking it into existence. The Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. You know, so we got to learn how to turn that thing around. And when we learn how to rejoice, then we'll learn the report of the Lord. And we'll learn how to say what the Lord has spoken over our life. And we'll start speaking those lies that the enemy has told us that's going to cause us to defeat our own self. God has not created us to be defeated, but God created us to always win when we learn how to rejoice in his word and what he has already spoken concerning our lives. Paul said, I kept my joy. I kept rejoicing in spite of. He said, and while I was going through, he said, no, I didn't tell nobody else that I was struggling. The Lord knew. He said, I kept communicating with the Lord. Why? Because I was ready for when the Lord would make the provision greater for me. He said, I didn't go to nobody and begging and asking nobody for nothing because I knew that I served the El Shaddai, the God that was more than enough. He said, I served the Jehovah Jireh. I served my provider, the God who was my provision. Do y'all hear what I'm saying tonight? Paul recognized he could let nothing hinder him from completing his mission for the Lord. He said, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. He said, listen, I have sat down and I have eaten at the tables and they had some of the best cuisine on in anything that I could ask for. And I would get very full. He said, the choices of meat, the best of wine, grapes, and pomegranates, anything that I want to eat, the choice was mine. So I know I have learned how to be both full, but I also knew what it meant to be hungry. So I have gone places where the food was plenty, and I have also gone places where there was nothing to eat. He said, I've learned how to abound, but I've also learned how to suffer need. He said, I know how to have greatness. He said, but I also knew how it was to have lack in my life. So he's saying, I know how to have plenty, but there has been times on my missionary journey when I didn't have anything. He said, so I know both sides of the story. He said, however, what I do know is this. Ephesians 3 and 20 tells me that 
now unto him that is able to do exceeding, oh, somebody better get this, and abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He said, you don't have no time to be running around worrying and, and, and concerning yourself or what you have or what you don't have or, or whether you got the choices of food to eat or whether you are hungry in your belly. He said, because guess what? What, what is physical, that is not what you need. You need something spiritual. You need the word of God. Fill up your belly with spiritual things, and God will provide you with the physical things that you need. And then when you move on to Romans, Chapter 8 and verse 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that who are the called according to his purpose. We are the called unto God's purpose. Don't you know that we are never in lack of nothing? We may not always have it to the, the increase in the greatness of what we think we should have, but God always provides for us what we need. It's because we so greedy. We want more than what we have. But God always provides what we need. We are the ones that want to go beyond what we have and think that we need more. But God always fills us to the point of what we need at the time that we need it. When we look at that scripture again, we know that all things work together for the good, whether you have or whether you don't have, whether you're full or whether you're hungry, whether you have it or whether you don't have it, whether you abound or whether you suck. It all works for your good. There is a purpose in everything that God allowed his children to go through. We just need to learn how to rejoice in it all, especially when we are the called according to not our purpose, not the called according to man's purpose, but we are called according to God's purpose. He has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for me. And our purpose in this life for which we have been called is not the same. There is an individual called purpose for each and every one of us. And if you don't know what that purpose is, you need to ask God, God, why did you create me? What is my calling? What is my purpose in this earth? And find out what your purpose is, why God brought you into this world, and you make sure you work very diligently to complete your purpose in the earth, because Dr. V purpose is not your purpose. Your purpose is not my purpose. Find out from the Lord what your purpose is, and you do that and rejoice in the Lord while you do it. Therefore, rejoice in spite of. Paul said, whether I am hungry or whether I am full, I know. See, we got to know. We can't be, this ain't no guessing game when we serve the Lord. We got to serve God on the empty stomach. We got to serve God on the full stomach. And Paul said, well, I'm hungry. I had to do the work of the Lord. Well, I had a full stomach. I had to complete my missionary journey. He said, but well, whether I was hungry 
Bible school. He said, I know that God shall win me, my promise keeper, my light in the darkness. I know he will see me through and he will bring me out of every one of my situations. Somebody need to hear that tonight. You may be going through something that may seem very dark to you, but you need to know that God is a way maker. He is a promise keeper. He is your light in your dark place. But God wants you even in your dark place. He said, just rejoice in spite of, because I am your light in your darkness. And sometimes you can cut on every light in your house, and you will, it will still be dark to you. Why? Because you're in a dark place in your life. But God said, I am in that dark place with you. I am your light. Not Duke energy, not progress energy, but I am your light in your dark place. I just need you to rejoice in spite of. So Paul said, so I will keep rejoicing in spite of, for I shall never be defeated by the adversary. Paul developed an absolute assurance of who God was in his life. And so he declared and he decreed in verse 13. See, we got to have an absolute faith. We can't have no, no have or ill-fitted faith. We got to have an absolute faith. And when we walk in absolute faith, we will rejoice in spite of no matter what we are going through. That's why Paul could say in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He didn't say I can do some things. I can do most things. I think I might can do, or maybe he said I can. That's absolute assurance. Man, I will do it. I don't have to guess about it. I don't have to go get nobody else approval. Why? Because I got God's approval. God promised that I can do all things through Christ. I don't have to do it on my own. I'm not walking into this thing on my own. I'm going into this thing by faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul realized he could do nothing apart from Jesus Christ. And he acknowledges that all of this help and all of this strength comes from the Lord. See, some of us don't realize that. We think that we do things in our own strength and in our own help. But no, we can do nothing apart from the Lord. Paul declares that his success is limitless whenever he put his trust in Jesus Christ and yield his heart desires to God's way and God's will for his life. Jeremiah 29 and 11 promises. But, for I know the thought that I thank toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. See, the Lord has already planned our life out. And because it's planned out, it's expected. The Lord says, you can expect to get what I have already planned for you. 
See, you're trying to set up your own agenda, and that's why you keep failing. You ought to expect to get from in your life the plan that I have already developed for you. See, that's why you were getting expected in, because I have already developed a plan for you. David reminds us in Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. David said, because I expect from the Lord to get what God has for me, he said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence come my help. David said, I ain't about to try to do nothing on my own. I can't help myself. He said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, because I know where my help comes from. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. See, we got to know where our help comes from. And when we know where our help comes from, then we'll be able to rejoice in spite of. We'll know that no matter how many fiery darts the enemy shoot at us, we don't have to try to shoot no fiery darts back at the enemy. We call on our help. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? David said, my help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and the earth. Who would rejoice in spite of when there is a God who has already devised a master plan for success concerning our lives. A God who promises to help us in time of need. And a God who will deliver us from every attack of the enemy. Oh, we better rejoice in spite of trials and tribulations. David reminds us in Psalm 37, Verses 3, 4, and 5. He tells us, trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thy dwell in the land, and verily thou shall be fed. You want to eat? You want to have, have blessings? You want to have good things in your life? He said, trust in the Lord and do good. Do things that is pleasing to the Lord. He said, you will dwell in the land, you dwell in houses. Those things that he said you dwell in houses you didn't even build. You have land that you didn't even buy. Do you hear what I'm saying on tonight? He said, delight, delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give, he shall give, he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Verse 5, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Although Paul recognized that he could do nothing apart from God, he continued to rejoice in spite of, and he commended his will totally into the hands of his most high, capable Father. See, we got to recognize without God, we can't do nothing. We're just like a ship. In the ocean without a sail. When we try to do things on our own apart from the Lord. When we rejoice in spite of, we shall benefit of God's promised supply. And that brings us to verse uh, to our bonus passage, verse 19 of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. Philippians 4 and 19 promises us this. But my God shall supply, not some, not most, not just the things we lack, 
but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I didn't read nowhere in that verse where he said by your paycheck. I didn't read nowhere in that verse where it said by your bank account. Did you hear what I'm saying? He said, but he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We better get on his budget. There's nothing wrong with us having a budget. And we need to have a budget so we'll know how to manage the Lord's money. Because it's not our money, it's the Lord's money. So we'll get on his budget you know, and get on his financial plan so he can teach us how to manage his money. Promise of, to a faith, promises, these are, these are promises to faithful Christians. We must be walking by faith and we must not be walking by sight. Psalms 23 and 1 declares this to us. The Lord is my shepherd. And because the Lord is our shepherd, when we walk by faith and not by sight, we shall not want. Oh, somebody better get that. We want because we walk by sight and not by faith. Remember we said in the beginning, we got an eye problem. We want what we see, and we don't want what God promised. We want what we see with our eyes. We don't, we don't live by the Hebrews 11 and 1 principle. The Lord's principle says, now faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. But see, because we got an eye problem, we cannot live by God's faith principle. Because see, if, it's, if you can see it, faith ain't got nothing to do with it. See, we got to believe by faith for the things that we cannot see. That's the way God got it set up. But our eye problem will not let us live by God's faith principle. Then Hebrews 11, chapter 11 and verse 6 declares this to us. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when we come to God, first we got to come to him rejoicing and rejoice in spite of what we are going through. And see, it's our faith that keeps us rejoicing no matter what we are going through. He's saying, if you come to me without any faith anyhow, he said, it's impossible for you to please me. You've got to have faith. What you see with your eyes, don't come to me looking with your eyes. He said, you've got to come to me believing that I am who I say I am. Don't come to me believing in your faith. Come to me believing in me. we got to believe in God. Believe that God is who God says he is. Why? Because it says right here, who come to God, we must believe that he is. Meaning, you got to be, we got to believe that God is God. Oh, somebody, please get that. We got to believe that God is God. Not believe in our faith, but we got to believe in God. Believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Oh, yes. Rejoice in spite of The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Have faith in God. Don't have faith in your faith. I'm going to say that again. 
have faith in God, not have faith in your faith. Rejoice in spite of, because of God, not because of your faith. Because see, our faith gets weak, but God don't never get weak. Oh, my. Oh, somebody better get that. The power is in God. The power is not in your faith. But see, it takes our faith to bring us to God, but it is God who has the power to move because we have faith enough to come to him. So somebody better get that. God is the one who has the power to move, to change our situation because we have faith enough to come to God, to ask him to move on our behalf. But it is God who has the power. The power is not in our faith. But we had to have faith enough to come to God to get God to move on our behalf. Oh, so we believe in God, not in our faith. Oh, but he said we must have faith in order to believe him. Mark 11, verses 22, 23, and 24 says, And Jesus answering unto them, look what the Lord says, have faith in God. He didn't say have faith in faith. He said have faith in God. In essence, if we would look at it in context, it's saying, the faith, have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. So you got to rejoice in faith and believe when we come to the Lord and ask him for God's Holy Spirit dwells inside of you and inside of me. While we are calling on him, he will answer. That's what he said. That's just how close he is to us. So rejoice in spite of. He requires your faith without doubt. No matter what's erupting in your life right now, you might be experiencing some type of illness, some type of sickness. You might be struggling with some some dreadful disease or maybe suffering or, or, or going through the loss of, of a loved one. You may be having some depression or going through some stress or just any day-to-day life challenges. But tonight, the Holy Spirit wants to challenge you to rejoice. In spite of, know that you are not the only one struggling. Do you hear me tonight? You are not the only one struggling. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 tells all of us that's on this line tonight why we need to rejoice in spite of 
what we are going through. And this is what it says. There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. God will never allow you to endure more than you are able to bear. His promise is to lift our burdens when they become too heavy for us to carry. Therefore, rejoice in spite of what you are going through. And when we look back at verse 14 of this chapter, it says, notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Paul said, now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. You know, so, so Paul was commending the church at Philippi. He was telling those Philippians, yeah, you all went through some changes. You all went through some challenges. You all faced some tough times. Y'all had a lot of struggles. You had some fighting among yourself. He said, but at the same time, during my challenges, during my trouble times, when I was going through my struggles on my missionary journey, he said, you all were the only ones when I came from Macedonia. Y'all were the only ones that took care of of me and continue to rejoice in the Lord. Even though you were going through, you continue to rejoice in spite of. And that is what this word, this is what the message that Paul wants to get over to the churches and get over to the people on tonight, the people of God. No matter what you're going through on tonight, don't give up. Don't don't, don't sink in the middle of the of the stream now. Don't don't go down in the quicksand now because that's what the enemy desires for you, and that's what he desires for me. He, he wants to pull us down in the middle of the quicksand, and he wants to pull us under. But God said, no, he said he wants us to stand up tonight. And he tells us at Psalm 118 and 17, he said, but you shall not die, but you shall live. And declare the works of the Lord. But the only way we're going to be able to do that is we're going to have to keep rejoicing no matter what the enemy sends our way. And we're all going through some struggles right now. We're all facing some challenges. When we look at what's going on in the world around us, every day something new. When you look at the news, you almost don't even want to turn the news on of something crazy that's going on out there in the world. If it's not the COVID, every time you look at now, there's a, there's a new variant that is coming out. There's new challenges with these new variants that's coming out. But we need to keep our trust in God. You know, they shut the churches down before, but God allowed the, the, the lift to come up, and many people have gone back into the churches now, but, and things are still coming up to trying to keep the people of God away from the house of God. But if we can go to work, and if we can go shopping, you know, and, and, and we can gather with our families, you know, and we can go to parties, and whatever thing else that we're doing, we're going outside of our houses, then certainly we can find ourselves back into the house of God 
follow the protocol and do what they say. No as we protect ourselves and then trust in God to be our protector. He's our Jehovah Nisi. He will raise his banner up over us. He will take care of us. We just need to continue to trust God and continue rejoicing in the Lord in spite of come what me. Don't let the enemy shut you down. Do like Paul said, I will let nothing separate me from the love of God. Keep rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Call on the name of the Lord at all times. And in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will always direct your path. Don't go about submitting your own righteousness and not submit yourself to the righteousness of God. Because if you do, you are setting yourself up for nothing but failure. But tonight, hear this word. Always rejoice in the Lord in spite of what you're going through. And see how quick the Lord will turn your circumstances around. And see how quick you will come out on the other side of your trouble. Oh, we thank God tonight for this word. What a rich word. What a ring of word right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. We pray that you apply this word to your life because I believe that somebody's heart has been turned by hearing this word, and I believe that somebody's life will be transformed by this word on tonight. Again, we want to thank Jerry Ross Live Worldwide. We want also want to thank PolitiPower21.org. Thank all of our faithful listeners who show up every time on and, and support on Transforming Lives Bible Radio. We want to thank the Divine Church of Deliverance, those that come on and support Dr. V. Also, continue praying for the Divine Church of Deliverance Ministry. Amen. As we continue um, the morning of, of the late, great Pastor Chuck Sangton, what a great loss um, from the ministry that, that God is allowing us to on in our faith and we stand strong and we are still rejoicing in the Lord. But we ask that you continue to pray our strength in Him. Following um, Transforming Lives Bible Radio, stay on the line. You'll be listening at Paul Agree on, on on our testimony. And following our testimony, you'll be listening at none other than Veronica Brown on Pearl with Veronica. Again, we'll be looking for you to come back next week, same time, same place. Amen. And as you go through the rest of this week, remember to rejoice. In the Lord, in spite of God bless you and heaven smile upon you. This Dr. V, we love you, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show with Dr. V from Florence, South Carolina, and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Positive Power with Double Time Christian Media and Spreaker Podcast. You are listening to Jerry Royce Live Worldwide Podcast.